Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Call of the River. Today we have Josh, our, what's your role? So I'm an intern, uh, but it's it's kind of evolved over the years to where I, I wear many hats now. Uh, but uh, my official role is, I guess, an intern, and I mostly do the, the media side of South Bay Clean Creeks Coalition in terms of signs or or like Instagram posts and stuff like that. Okay, okay. So where did you start at? Oh, so... Like with our with the organization. Yeah, so um, I was about to... Well, I was in San Jose State. Uh, I was doing my, my bachelor's for graphic design, and I needed a job or just something to kind of supplement my income while I was at, at school. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was looking for internships... Um, this is one of the ones that I applied to for South Bay Clean Creeks Coalition. Mm-hmm. And um, out of all the ones that I went to, this one was like kind of stuck out and it, it just seemed to fit. But, what, what specifically stuck out to you? Uh, the way that they did the work, it was more hands-on and there was like a lot of immediate response or like uh, immediate satisfaction to what you were doing. So like whether it was just outreach for talking to people or doing like the actual cleanups and stuff. But, um, yeah, so I just, uh, I just basically showed up and some of the other candidates dropped out. And then I was like the only, the left, the only one left. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was a really good fit. I I had a white truck and stuff and, and, uh, I just had an interest also like I had my graphic design skills yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So I was, uh, it was pretty useful to them. Mm-hmm. And, and at the time, um, at where they were at, at that time. Okay. Okay. So, uh, were you able to expand your, uh, graphic, um, just my skill set and yeah. stuff? Uh, yeah. So when I, f- I mean, even when I first started school, I didn't really know how to do any of that stuff on the computer, mm-hmm. but once I got into it, um, at least my classes, they kind of encouraged you to learn more programs like quickly or just learn like a, enough to do a project basically. Okay, okay. So I took that philosophy um, whenever like they would ask me to do any projects. Um, one of the first projects that I did was their signs. So uh, like that's something that I understood how to do. Mm-hmm. And then that evolved to doing stuff like videos or like just like casually interviewing people. And then Steve would either put it, you know, like they would either uh, like stop me. Clean Creeks Coalition would either put it up on their Facebook or their Instagram at the time. Okay, and it, okay. it kind of evolved into doing stuff like that. And then now we have the podcast and we've also done like the, the, st- the styrofoam squatch, the yeah, squatch yeah, video and stuff yeah. like that. So it it's evolved slowly and over time, but it, it's pretty nice. I've learned a lot. So it's definitely like helped you expand your creative aspects in the field that you want to be in. Yeah. And even in things that I just never even really thought of, like, diving into like for the podcast specifically too because i mm-hmm. never even thought i'd ever do anything like this i just wanted to do like an an interview show and kind of spotlight some of the different interesting um, people and stories that are within our organization and the creeks yeah absolutely absolutely yeah, so it was really interesting <laughs> yeah <laughs> I can imagine i mean yeah. i've been out here for like what five weeks now so it's yeah, there's yeah, a lot. It's pretty, I mean, I've learned a lot in yeah. that short amount of time. Uh, how else would you say that uh, the coalition has expanded your knowledge and your interests? Uh, well, before I was like really shy and it was hard to get out of my shell. But um, the organization kind of throws you into 
uh, just being open and having to talk to people and just having to um, keep conversations going, you know, just doing small talk. Mm-hmm. And within that, you're, you know, you're representing the brand. So the whole time it kind of, um, it was something that I could just anchor around and I, I started to like get out of my shell and be more open with people. And I was able to talk to people more, um, like freely, you know, without mm-hmm. any like weird, mm-hmm. I don't know, my own like insecurities and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it, it helped me grow in that aspect too. But I also just learned a lot about the creeks, um, just plants. And I had that interest before, mm-hmm. but this uh, made it more specific and more of a niche, which is, um, it, it's interesting. It's okay, good to have. Okay. It gave you the time to look into the things. Exactly. Exactly. And before, like, I like, I like the, I would just go to the creeks to like explore. It was fun. I didn't have that when I was growing up. I grew up in El Paso, Texas. So it's mostly desert and it's a city. And the only real river that we have there is the Rio Grande. And that that's its own little depressing mess with yeah. a whole, like with a whole border and everything like that. going yeah, on. Yeah. So um, I didn't necessarily get to explore um, the ecology of that area or just the different types of nature okay, landscapes okay. that there are there, especially because I was like 15 and stuff at that time. Mm-hmm. Like so you came to California when you were 15. Yeah. Well, specifically like 13. So okay, um, okay. At that time, I was a teenager. I was interested in skating, so I don't know. Nature wasn't at my at the forefront, right? Yeah. Uh, it was when I came over here the the drastic contrast between the desert and um, just, lush greenery, in a sense. Yeah, in an urban environment, that that was really the thing that was really uh, interesting mm-hmm. because it's something to go to from like the desert to Oregon, which I'm sure is really nice, but to be able to have the the dual, um, what is it, the duality of like having, hills yeah having hills like, nature not just hills nature but like 30 minutes away there's the beach you can go hiking you can go like to the snow and tahoe oh, yeah, so it's yeah. like this central point was so interesting to me and it's it's almost like a little jewel like um i used to live in san diego and they have um oh my god they have this park in the middle of downtown and they kind of think of it as their their crown jewel because it is you know it's like this big uh kind of like a nature preserve they even have a zoo there they have like um what are those little like trams that you use to go it's like kind of like hmm. i can't remember what it's called but i know what you're, i know what you're yeah, talking about like little, kind of like what you do for snow like the snow lifts yeah it's like yeah. that but it's in the city and they think of that as their like crown jewel of the city because you know it's like this beautiful piece of nature in the middle of this bustling city yeah and that's in san diego though but Mm -hmm. over here it's all around it's not just isolated in one little area like you can go to almost any part of the city and there's such a large network between our trails um just the valley in general is so expansive that like you can kind of choose where you want to go and find a trail find like a nice little piece of land that has like you know some nice no i feel that out, you know these trails are <laughs> pretty dang far i mean i've gone up to grant ranch and then i've gone up to james lake observatory and then on the opposite side i've gone to mount Umanum, and those those trails up there just go on forever and i think i think it's amazing right. i personally think it's awesome that we have all this land that we that we keep utilized for hiking and exactly. and outdoor activities and some of the things that people don't understand is that um, the citizens voted for this. Like, it wasn't necessarily... The thing that just happened. Yeah, like, there was public interest in having these things. And because of that, the city was able to, you know, allocate funding for it to pro- to not only provide it, but, like, maintain it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, in Texas, 
where I lived, um, like there's interest in that, but it's more allocated to like the mountains and just sensitive habitats. The only mountains you have there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but those those things have sensitive habitats and they need protection. Yeah, like yeah. with the development that's going on in those areas, uh, those things get can get lost really easily, especially if people don't know about them because it looks like everything else kind of, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So when exactly did you um, start noticing that uh, the San Jose uh, streams and wildlife areas were like becoming compromised? Was it during this organization? No, it was, it was before. So because I skate, um, San Jose has an extensive skate history. And within that, there's like a lot of pictures of people skating, some of the, the different, I guess you could call it like land furniture in downtown. And land part- furniture? What, what is oh, that? So basically... <laughs> you know like little obstacles so like benches banks stairs and stuff like that so um the downtown san jose has the what is the hundred year dam prevention thing on the guadalupe okay it's it's all cemented in and um you know people would skate that it's like a big it's like a little skate park right yeah it's like an abandoned little no one ever goes to yeah a bunch of banks no one bothers you or anything like Mm -hmm. that and over time you started to see uh just populations of people kind of um set up camp there like little by little and over the years and eventually it started getting like pretty bad there was i mean san jose does have a drug problem and over time you started seeing that become more prevalent um specifically like things like methamphetamine or um like heroin or different types of like opiates and pills you can see the the remnants of its usage yeah you would see the trash but not just that but you'd see people lying lying out strung out and like me and my friends are just trying to skate like film a video you know we're being exposed to that stuff and um you know where i used to live it's over on the south side of san jose over by coyote creek Mm -hmm. and you started seeing those elements creep into there too and this is during the time that the jungle became a thing and on the east side of san jose Mm -hmm. so over time i've kind of seen it slowly evolve into that into what we have now and um that's kind of what what also um like interested me in the organization how it's it's right in the middle of all these hot button issues and they all kind of like feed into um one area which is the creeks that kind of um that's not the catalyst obviously but it seems like where things end up yeah Um, i mean it's kind of interesting to see uh you said that this was something that was decided on by the people of california to mm -hmm. put up all those hiking areas and yet we see all this uh all of our creeks that are not being maintained in the sense that our trails are exactly and you see a lot of frustration with the people that live near these areas um not just the residents but the people that live in the creek it's it's easy to to see what you see and make uh, an opinion about it. But if you talk to the people there, like they don't necessarily want to be there. It's just one of the options that they have. Yeah. You, know, where yeah. you have privacy. You're not getting bothered. You can do what you need to do in order to try to get um, to a different place. Yeah. But it, it's hard. You know, there's different. I mean, <laughs> sorry to cut you off. Yeah. But like, in essence, they're trying to get out of our eyesight because like they feel that the right? hatred that a lot of people give them. So why would they want to be around it? You know, exactly. so they're going to be forced into areas where people aren't going to be able to see them just because of how people treat them. Exactly. And so, again, going back to why even like why I keep being in this organization is you're right in the middle of all these issues. Like you can talk to the people that live in the creek and you can actually mm-hmm. see where they're coming from, see like the problems that they're dealing with. And a lot of it, um, unfortunately, lies within issues that the city has to kind of take care of. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
we are going to get to a point where people are going to need to be housed. Um, I don't know how long our res the residents of San Jose can really like deal with people just setting up shop in their area. And then, you know, that causes different, yeah. situ different weird situations in the neighborhoods. Where, There's going to be tipping points. Right. And something's going to go on. And I don't know how long it'll be until we get there. I don't necessarily know if um, the city will do anything. But it's important for groups like us to kind of unite and get together to try to like do something about this, whether it's just cleaning um, small sections of the stream or focusing on outreach or just letting people know what's going on. Um, it's important because as long as it's somewhere in the forefront of people's brains, they'll, they'll somehow think about it when it comes time to vote or when it comes time for taxes and stuff like that. Because yeah, yeah. we, all, we all pay for this in the end, even if we have a situation where like, we clear the creeks of all the trash and the people there. Mm -hmm. Like we're still paying for it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So it, we should try to find uh, something that's more, um, I guess, whole. Is a, yeah. Is a Instead solution. of the topical solution, we need right. Like, we can't just deep clear, intervention, right? We can't just clear things out. We need something yeah. that's more full circle where everyone. We can't keep moving the homeless out of areas just to move into other areas. This exactly. is not a. Uh, a sustainable system. Yeah, and that's the uh, what we have now is the result of that that old uh those attempts right yeah. of moving people yeah. around that's why they're in our creeks is because we've moved them around and this is their option you know yeah absolutely it just it doesn't really make much sense right so uh in the outreach and stuff we do outreach for um like younger grades and stuff like that mm -hmm. and we have seen some people return and one of our hopes is that some of the people that do return have better ideas for the future Okay. which is why it's so important for outreach um, and to try to get to a, a younger generation yeah. and try to keep it going. Yeah, absolutely. Because this problem isn't going to go away within like my lifetime or like any time soon, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. no, I feel that. It's kind of like a, it's kind of in a sense like a reprogramming of society. Like if you can like, if you can expose children to these situations mm -hmm. where they have to clean up their local river, right. it's going to deeply impact them. They're going to see what they are technically living in exactly like their house may be clean the area that they live in might be well sustained but if the the rivers right next to their creeks are full of trash and are are occupied by the unhoused what is what does it say about them in a sense right well one of the ways that we show kids how this problem um, might be something that they're causing, but they don't necessarily know how, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. hard, it's hard yeah. to connect that, right? But well, like you could tell one of these, um, the students, like go back home and count how much plastic you have. Just count all the items that are plastic. And then when you come to one of our cleanups, look at how much of those items are in our creeks mm -hmm. and how did they get there, right? Like sometimes it's people that go and buy stuff and they live in the creeks but other times people just illegally dump no or, yeah definitely. Or, yeah definitely. or like you know somebody steals the trash and they go through it and you know they, they dump it there or there's so many ways that uh, our creeks get polluted it's not just um from the unhoused yeah stuff like that. yeah although a big portion is is from them but it's not just them it's it, it's a bigger problem right mm -hmm. and it, it also shows that we do have a packaging problem within our society like we yeah. don't necessarily need five things of plastic around one cardboard box or something yeah we don't we don't need all that <laughs> but you, you use those little things to try to like uh kind of you know get them thinking about their environment what their impact you know the choices that they make and how they they affect the things around them 
No, absolutely, absolutely. So how else would you would you want to showcase that this is a problem, not just for us, but the kids? Well, so I think it's probably a big task to to overcome, but I think uh, set, trying to set up a culture of around the creeks where it's like people kind of like what you would do with camping where it's like you pack in pack out you know Mm -hmm. you like take take everything with you um and then all the trash and everything you take it back with you so it's like kind of that same mentality if if we could create a culture around our parks not just our creeks but like our parks all the things that we have in our uh, you know all the resources that we have absolutely um if we could cultivate that within the next generations i think that would be going in the right direction but again, a lot of it lies within policy and the people who actually make the decisions to actually have action. Um, like I said, we have these parks because some of our citizens wanted them, you know? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of the same thing has to happen for the next the next round. Yeah. And so, so you'd also like encourage people to go to like their local... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So like kind of like in, encourage people to vote for certain candidates that have um, interest within the creeks or rehabilitating our some of our nature areas mm-hmm. uh, we're having a plan mm-hmm. to help the unhoused population we're, we're just in a situation where we can't necessarily promote certain candidates because we're a nonprofit, and yeah, we also, can't be politically affiliated yeah. with anybody yeah and also like our grants you know our grants that can look bad on, um, on that work you know no yeah definitely definitely but i think i think it's really necessary for people to get involved in their city um not just the creeks but like and literally involved in the people who are they're choosing because again we all pay for this yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no seriously so, yeah. it's so better, like go to your local government figure yeah. out what's happening because it's important and also like um these are resources they're finite right so eventually mm-hmm. they're going to be gone <laughs> no yeah seriously i came from somewhere where we have those resources and they aren't as plentiful so mm-hmm. it's nice um it's nice if we can keep these going for a while. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So what would you say to someone that you took away from all the experience that you've had here? Oh, well, I learned a lot. I learned how to mostly I learned how to be more confident and have faith within like my ideas. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, starting this podcast, um, I had been sitting on this idea for like, uh, like maybe like less than a year. But I, I just That's knew, a good amount of time. Yeah. I mean, getting it out in less than a year is pretty good. Well, it was hard to to form it, right? Like I knew that there's a lot of good, um, just stories, and there's a, there's a lot of people uh, that are involved with South Bay Clean Creeks Coalition that have unique points of view um, for the creeks, the city, and just the general like situations that are happening, whether it's climate change, whether it's homelessness, yeah, or whether it's just city policy and stuff like that. I mean, uh, we interact with people who pick up the trash that we clean up. We interact with people who make the policies. Like yeah. We, so we hit almost every faction of our yeah society. And, and this is just for cleaning the creeks and getting people involved in doing that. Yeah. So it really uh, goes to show how how many people are involved with our creeks. Yeah. So for me, it was hard to like get all that into one idea and how you were going to present that idea. And then I've just, I was listening to a bunch of podcasts and the way that a lot of people have done it has been pretty, um, pretty do it yourself. So I I thought like, Oh, well maybe this is like a low risk way to do this. Right. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. and this is how we, this is where we're at. We're just rolling, you know, the first ones are a little rough, but um, with everything, you know, you, you get better as you go, right? Oh, definitely, so that's, definitely. That's kind of what I'm looking forward to is creating 
a nice library of all these stories and snapshots of where South Bay Clean Creeks is at that time. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So. <laughs> It was a long time coming. So it's nice. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's nice to get it rolling. Now. But you're here. Yeah. You're actually doing it now, yeah, which is good. How does, nice. how does it feel now that you're actually doing it? It's nice. I'm excited to to have more, um, and also revisit some of the first episodes too, like some of the first guests for the episodes. Because, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's nice to check back in and see the updates and see how people have changed. Absolutely, it's really cool. <laughs> who else do you plan on having on here, or who do you who would you like to have on here? Um. So aside from certain people that are involved in our organization, I would like to talk to one of the mayors and get their perspective on what's going on. Mm -hmm. I would like to talk to some of the um, the fish and game uh, people because they had a big role in maintaining our parks clean. And mm -hmm. for whatever reason, they haven't been able to fulfill that anymore. So yeah. I would like to see what's going on there. And uh, also some more people that are like scientists or biologists mm -hmm. that can give us a more, uh, a clear insight on why our creeks look the way they do. Why, why do they have such vibrant wildlife? How, what is wrong with them? Like the invasive yeah. species and the different things that are in there, how those, how they plan to get them out. If there is a possibility. Of right. Them out. Or are they just part of our ecosystem now? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it, it'd be cool to get those types of uh, stories in this. And, yeah. it, and in terms of our organization, I would like to um, just touch back on on some of the people that don't get like a, a lot of shine, um, like uh, Carol. She she does some of our like most of the office behind mm -hmm. the scenes stuff. So I would like to get in touch with her. I would like to get in touch with Mike. He's been uh, a contributor. He does a lot of our video oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, so. Those people I would like to get in here too. Cause, mm -hmm. Yeah, they they have their own unique perspective and their own uh, take on San Jose too. Mm -hmm. So have you have you thought about uh, interviewing the members of Unhouse? Yes, yes, uh, but that's a little bit uh, trickier. I I would like to present an episode like that that doesn't feel exploitive because you know we do want views and we do want people to pay attention, but I don't want it to feel in any way like it's taking advantage of someone. Yeah. So. Um, before doing that, I would want to talk to the person to make sure that it's okay with them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just make, just like lay it all out there yeah. and make sure that like, even if there is something that you might say that might be wrong in a sense, mm -hmm. just like have them be like, Hey, that's not the way it's said. And then you can expand upon that. Like, okay, how should I say it? How should I address it this way? So that it's not only a learning experience for you, but it's mm -hmm. also a learning experience for the viewers as well to know exactly. that, that that behavior was not correct. So now I'm correcting it and this is how it should be addressed. Yeah, yeah exactly. But it, in time, right? In, in time. time. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah, basically uh, kind of what I want to do with the podcast. That's good. Okay. Well, like, I can't wait to like hear all of that. Like, Oh, it'll come. It it's sounds coming. awesome. <laughs> it's it coming. sounds dang cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, off of your first, do you remember your first day here? Um, yeah, in South Bay Clean Creeks Coalition, my first day was at our now uh, RIP to our little ranger center that we used to have in downtown. Um, we I met up with our one of our old coworkers, uh, Stu, and um, we were just outreach. We were doing outreach. We just set up a table in downtown, and we were passing out flyers and just talking to people, letting people know what we do. Okay. Yeah, it, was, it was pretty simple, but that that interaction was uh, was nice. It was that immediate satisfaction of like, oh, I'm doing something. I'm giving back, or like my job is working towards something versus yeah, you know, just doing a task and getting paid for it. Mm -hmm. How do you feel today? 
Oh, I feel I feel really good. Um, I really like everything that I've done with with South Bakeland Creeks Coalition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's allowed me, like I said, to grow to grow a lot. So I feel really confident in my abilities now, and and uh, I'm really excited for the future. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. It's filled with possibilities, and with this podcast, you're going to be reaching hopefully a whole lot more people. And yeah. it sounds like it will. Yeah. The aspirations. I hope you are main, able to maintain them. I definitely will. Um, it's it's a lot. Like I said, this problem isn't going to go away anytime soon. So mm-hmm. there's always going to be work there. Yeah, but as long as you spread the information, it can only get better, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> An aspirational sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, uh, thank you, Josh, for letting me interview you. Yeah, no problem. This is a really good interview. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is there anything else you'd want to add to this? Anything you'd want to say to anybody else who might want to volunteer or just help us spread the word about what we do? Um, just keep in touch with us, uh, come out to our cleanups, say hi to us, you know, interact with us when you see us out in like neighborhoods or at like schools or anything like that, when we're trying to do our outreach and yeah, just come out to one of the cleanups. You'll get to see what's going on in the creeks and, um, oh, also we have a cleanup Saturday. Um, what is it? May 14th, nine o'clock. Be there, please. It's fun. But yeah. That's, yeah, that's pretty much yeah. it. <laughs> so you heard that y'all. Go to our website. <laughs> look at all our information. Look at the upcoming volunteer dates. I uh, hope you guys hope to see you guys out there. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much. It was nice to talk to you, Josh. <laughs>